Weekend. Variety. Wireless. Good evening, everybody. Welcome along to the Weekend Variety Wireless, the Sunday edition. Later on this evening, we walk you through the last days of World War One that murderous affair over four and a bit years, 1914 to 1918. Because of our love of round numbers, and that's fair enough excuse, as if one is needed, uh, we commemorate the ending of World War I, what was happening each week uh, during this period of time leading up to November the 11th, that propitious time when uh, the fighting mercifully ended. Glenn Harper, a uh, historian from Massey University. He's the best on this, I reckon. That's why we got him on the end of a leash and reeled him in and got him to do this thing. He's back again, of course, in the next hour. And, oh dear, the things that happened to some of the commanders. Um, not as bad as, you know, having your arms shot off in the mud and the filth, but nonetheless. Uh, Ludendorff was becoming more and more erratic and his moods would, would seriously uh, swing between being uh, optimistic that they could continue to um, actually moods of serious depression and actually collapsing on the carpet and foaming at, at the mouth. Um, so he was becoming more and more erratic and irrational and I think in some ways the war had, uh, had seriously unbalanced him. Um, as an example of that, he's had two stepsons and they were both killed during the war and um, the stepson that was killed in August 1918, Hindenburg actually had his body retrieved from the battlefield and brought back to his headquarters where it was placed in a refrigerator and each night he would go and talk to it, he'd pull it out and talk to it, um, which I think indicates that he's slightly unbalanced but also I think it indicates certainly the loneliness and isolation of command. Really, come on, who can honestly say that they haven't uh, taken their stepson out of the refrigerator and talked to it of an evening? Uh, Glenn Harper, in the next hour, Read Me a Poem carries on. Bill Doreen, luminary of music and literature, poetry. He's an all-round good guy and he's a blizzard of talent. He gives us a couple of his favourite poems. One of them contains the F word. Um, so don't complain to me. We're not taking out a word from a poem. Words all poems have. So there's an early warning. Alrighty. This October the 28th, time for my grievance number... What are we up to, Saskia? We're up to one, no, 168. We're up to, we're up to 168. Grievance number 168 for me is when... I've run, I've run into this with people, uh, especially when I was working in sports. I worked at a sports station called Radio... What was it called? Radio Sport. That's right. And I'd say, oh, goodness me, the Northland team of the late 70s. That was a marvellous affair. And someone would say, oh, I don't know. It was before my time. Before your time. Did history only begin when you became sentient? Imagine going to university and you're in a lecture theatre, uh, there's some crusty person comes out 
and discusses the Cold War. In the 1960s, uh, Kennedy did this and that. There was the October crisis, the Cuban Missile Crisis. Oh, but what did the previous president have to do with it? And the history lecturer says, oh, sorry, no, that's before my time. Before my time is not a thing. It's not... It, it, it's narcissism of the highest form, as if history only began when you started registering it. It's not a thing. Don't use it as an excuse to not know something because we have books. We have recordings. Um, my favourite bands. Uh, you know, a good few of them broke up before I was born. I've heard of John Lee Hooker. He's dead. He did most of his stuff, really, really good stuff that I love. Guess when? Before my time. Uh, the Velvet Underground, marvellous affair. Broken up completely, never made a thing. Oh, OK, there's an exception with the live album. Um, before my time. No, before my time. Stop it. Don't ever say it again. If you ever feel like saying it again, give yourself an uppercut. If you can't do that, call me. 0800 844 747. I'll come around and give you one for you. There you go. That's my grievance number 168. Thank you for reminding me. 11 after 8 o'clock. That's the grievance done. We have a special guest today for Media Stick, James Mustapik, who's um, a YouTube sensation. I was actually binging on your stuff the other day, James. Hello, James. Hi. Thanks for coming in. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for putting up with the grievance number 168. Have you run into people that say yes. uh, before my time? Yeah, I agree with you. You're right. It's a bit silly, isn't it? Yeah. I have another silliness. It's not really a grievance, but something I noticed. I've noticed, um, and it's perhaps worth a bit of a laugh. Uh, amusing advertising bylines that obviously shouldn't exist. Yeah, okay. Alert taxis. Do, 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 something thousand. You've heard that, eh? Yeah, yeah. And at the end they say, we'll get you there. Yeah. <laughs> That's the minimum requirement for said job, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Goes they, without saying. But this is scripted out. Someone's really worked hard at this for a script. They're paying for the ad. Yeah. And at the end, they say, we'll get you there. Yeah. Uh, this is valuable time. That's about one and a half seconds. Yeah, yeah. You could say, call the plant barn. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it wouldn't help them at all. But they say, we'll get you there. Um, is there another taxi firm that doesn't? There might be, but yeah. they wouldn't want to advertise it, would they? <laughs> Alert taxis, we'll get you there as opposed to the other ones that may not. They'll just get you half the way there, kick you out and go, ha, 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 leave you in the rain. Uh, second company with a weird, um, this is actually their name, time critical careers as opposed to basically when we can give a <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, we've got your stuff, we don't really care. No, we are time-critical careers. And one other, in advertising, I often hear this, especially for shows, theatre and music, not to be missed. 
Mm. It happens a lot. Stop it. Don't say not to be missed um, because it's meaningless. Yeah, true. <laughs> not to be missed. It, just say how groovy your show is. Not, don't just say how, that it's not to be missed. Anyway, okay. <laughs> that's a kind of a double grievance. Have I lost it completely? No, not completely. James Mustapick um, will be with us for Media Stick. James, you're famous, should be more famous for... Um, <laughs> Thank you. ...having... A, a, poking a good stick at things, uh, popular culture. Mm, thank you. <laughs> and do look up his work. How can people find you on the web if they haven't seen you already? Um, Repressed Memories on YouTube, oh. on the spin-off, Facebook. That's groovy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that'll do. We'll take a short break. Um, make yourself a something. Come back and don't miss James Mustapick, special guest, Media Stick tonight. It's quarter past eight. Curiosity not only killed the cat, it spawned a whole radio show. Graham Hill's Weekend Variety Wireless. On Radio Live. for Shaggy Launcher. One of the frustrations of life is never finding precisely the pornography you want. Well, it's true. TK, face picked up an ED? I don't want to get to conclusions of the history in case we miss it. Sorry? Ah, more on TK and his mumbling later, but special guest this evening. James Mustapick, uh, social commentator from the spin-off and much more besides. Go and check him out online. Uh, I was binging last night on your beautiful, very Dunedin series, James and Janet. Um, James, welcome along. Thank you. I've got an introduction for you. Cool, okay. You've done it yourself, actually. It goes like this. James Mustapick is known by many different names. Jamesy Web Show, Shame on James, Shorty Street Scandal, Repressed Memories, Sex Pest, Poor Man's Version of Sean Mendes, and more disturbingly, the Shortland Street Version of Ray William Johnson. After finishing his series, Repressed Memories, the comedian and YouTuber mysteriously disappeared and has not been seen by his friends or family in over a year. Deb Webber and Sue Nicholson of Sensing Murder were called in to look for him, but even they couldn't find him. So what really happened to this sad, sad YouTube celeb? In 2015, he graduated the University of Auckland with a Bachelor of Vlogging and Storytime-related content creation. So where did it all go wrong? Well, after receiving the highest marks in history, it started going to James's head. He thought he was invincible, and in 2016, he called it quits on his beloved YouTube series Shorty Street Scandal. Following this, he did something that many viewers may find disturbing. He became an ASMR channel and started making slime videos on his second channel. But the views were just not there for James. So he decided to become a full-time vlogger in which he incorporated extremely clickbaity titles into all of his videos. Nobody knows the whereabouts of James Mustapick. Except for us right now. You're right there. Hi, James. Hi. Thanks for that intro. Well, you did it yourself. <laughs> so... Cool, the stuff you did on Shortland Street. Thank you. Just imbuing the spirit of the thing. It's a, it, oh, it's a tongue 
in many ways, I yeah. think, in New Zealand, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I, I love Shortland Street. Me too. And it's, who cares if it's a guilty pleasure? It's a pleasure. Yes, yeah, I loved it. When I lived in Dunedin, it was, I didn't have many friends, and that was my favourite thing to do, just come home and watch Shortland Street. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Um, <laughs> even when it's really shit. Yeah, it's maybe when it's best. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, and just pop culture and your observations of um, stuff when you were growing up. <laughs> yeah. Um, pop music in New Zealand. Mm. Mm. What do you think about it these days? Well, oh, it's... I don't know, there's not as many bangers coming, I think, but I still, I think, um, yeah. The, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. I know, I, there's so many classics. So I'm like, and Nika Moore's just put out a wonderful new album. Yeah. Love that. And, yeah, I think I love Kiwi music so much. <laughs> I'm, I've got a, um, I was going to, it might be my complaint that I'll elaborate on next week. Complaint mm. number 169. Um, there's a lot of, Oh, <laughs> uh, kind of woe is me-ish sort of sounding stuff. Yeah, okay. I want someone to rock a bit more. Mm. Um, one of my favourites, Conan Moccasin. He's done Driving Psychedelia Weirdness. Mm. Um, uh, Lawrence Arabia, the same. Both of them have done new albums that are just wispy noises <laughs> going, oh, oh, woe is me. Um, and I wish they'd stop it. <laughs> that, that's all. Anyway, um, we're going to give you, listeners, a little bit of an expose. I hope you don't mind. Go of, for it. Um, some of your work. This is a dissection of uh, pop music retrospective from your point of view. Hi, I'm James, and this is Repressed Memories, where each episode I delve into New Zealand popular culture's graveyard and dig up some bodies. Evermore. My favourite song of theirs was Running. The music video was just them walking on a beach. They were like the Jonas Brothers of NZ. They've even got the same terrible neck scarves. This guy is for sure Kevin Jonas. This one, maybe the Jonas uncle. He clearly does not want to be in the music video. Hey mate, New Zealand On Air funded your trip around the globe to film this shit. Do you want to chuck us a smile whilst you're in front of the Eiffel Tower? That'd be choice. Where are they now? Where did you go, guys? Dane Rumble. Dane Rumble has a particularly large fan base in Edinburgh, United Kingdom, where the term rumbling is used to describe his music. So I just found this page on Facebook, Dane Rumble Edinburgh fans, 27 likes. Fast crew. I also searched for Fast Crew on Facebook. They have 101 likes. Another page comes up called Fast Crew Automotives Limited to business in Mangawai has about the same amount of likes. You go on the page, and this is what comes up. Wayne and Leanne are Fast Crew, the garage that comes to you. What the f Sue them, Dane. Are you gonna let Wayne and Leanne do this? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> lovely stuff. Um, you must run in to these people too. What happens? Um, I haven't, I've run into Erin Simpson once or twice. She didn't know who I was. Oh, she's seen the videos, but she still didn't know who I was, I think. She yeah. was, she, yeah. Um, I think some of them like it. Ben Lummis commented on the one I did about NZ Idol 
and he said, hey, I'm still here, guys, or something, mm. which people enjoyed. What's he doing now, Ben? Um, he's trying to get, he's getting some hits out there. Okay. Maybe you could... Is he rocking? <laughs> he might be. He might be. Mm. Okay. Uh, last time I had, saw him, I had a huge argument with his <laughs> promoter guy. What's his name? Little. Oh, Joel Little? No. <laughs> oh, one of them. Okay. Yeah, had the right hair and everything. He was on, on that show, Pop Idol. Um, Sensing Murder, you went in uh, Sprigs Up, mm. which was really good. Thank you. Um, they give me the creeps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you made special attention for Sensing Murder. Tell us why. Well, I... It's... Uh, I think... It's it's a scam, <laughs> and I you know I when I watch it I want to believe it because I'm like oh these people are sort of they seem nice, but it's just when you really dig into it it just doesn't add up at all. There's so many little things that are just ridiculous and don't make sense. At what about all. oh it's just entertainment? Well, they're they're misleading people. I know so many people. I got so many comments on the sensing murder videos from people being very angry at me, saying I was a stupid little brat and things. No, you were the smartest cat there. <laughs> Thank you. I think it was great what you did. Um, here's what James Mustapick put together. Well, a bit of it anyway from uh, sensing murder. Sensing murder is absolutely ridiculous. Even when I was a kid, I knew it was a sham. Each episode of the show started off with a bizarre statement that they had tested 75 psychics in New Zealand on a case. All of the psychics seemed to have just been chosen for their massive hand movements, I think. The psychics would then sense a few things about the spirits. Calvin Cruikshank was extremely creepy to the spirits sometimes. He's got beautiful eyes. His skin's really nice too. Hey, Calvin, could you go back to finding out who the murderer is, please? All I know is that she's looking pretty fine. She wants me to plait her hair, or she wants me to give her hair some to plaits. She wants me to have a moustache as well. Okay, pretending that you can speak to ghosts is one thing, but pretending that a ghost wants you to have a moustache, that is disgusting. Where do you get off? In cemeteries, probably. He's gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> no, I use the word gorgeous because he, that's what he wants me to use. Okay, he told me to say that, all right. The ghost made me do it. I am not gay, Dad. <laughs> the psychics would then sense a few things about how the murder happened. I can see sneakers and I can see jeans. <laughs> Sensing sneans. She's really emotional. Well, she would be murdered. Sensing that someone would be emotional when they were being murdered. Psychics are still as sharp as ever on the new series. The trees have got um, leaves on them. Whoa! She's still got it, folks. No, I feel like he's been murdered. Sensing murder. Oh, actually, sorry, that is the name of the show. Sorry. How do you watch TV? What do you do when you watch it? Um, what do you mean? <laughs> like, do you sit down on a couch with other people with marshmallows and throw it at the screen? Or are you by yourself in front of a computer screen or Usually what? by myself. Yeah. And, yep, sometimes a computer screen. Yeah. Especially if I'm watching Sensing Murder. I want to yeah. write down my notes and things. And 
Okay, so um, when they do something stupid, what, do, do, like, do you scream at the screen or um, is it...? <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. There's some terrible stuff on there. Mm. The, um, yeah, the, the last part of my episode, Deb Webber, yeah, said some horrible things. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, someone, um, she knew they had AIDS or something. Well, she, yeah, she it was sensing things about the murderer of a case and just said, I think he's got AIDS, and then just said, I don't know why I said that. And I was, yeah, not yeah. good at all. No. Where did you get your early, your obvious, where did you get your scepticism from then? Because a lot of people buy this, don't yeah. they? Do your friends buy it? Oh, a couple. Not many, but no. some friends are. It's kind of friend, not friend um, <laughs> uh, test, really, isn't yeah. it? Because when you watch it, they seem so, I don't know, they're just kind of, you want to like them, I feel. Yeah. Like you almost, yeah, you want to believe it because they're just like, they seem kind of not really cool, but <laughs> something. Yeah, no. <coughs> oh, no, I've been inoculated for some time. I hate the buggers. Yeah. buggers. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm not holding back. Mm. Um, now, back to Shortland Street. How's mm. it going at the moment? Because um, I don't really know a lot of what's going on at Shortland Street at the moment because I, what happens with me mm. and... Nobody else really cares what happens with me, I, I think, but I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping I'm not the only one. If there's a real good baddie, yeah. um, I'm in. Right. And, like, I want them to be particularly evil. Yes. And then, oh, there's so much tension, and that's really, really, you know, yes. I'll, I'll watch for months for that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Joey was an incredible serial killer in 2007. Yeah. When I was 10 years old, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I was so hooked. Yeah, I totally agree. The villains are what make it, really. Yeah. Um, what's it doing at the moment? Have we got mm. any good villain on the horizon? I don't know. I actually haven't watched it in a long time. It's terrible. Once I... Because I had to watch... What? I know. I had to watch it maybe two or three time each episode when I was doing Shorty Street Scandal. Yeah. So when I finished it, I got so sick of it and I was like, I cannot watch this. But I'm hoping to get back in. Were you Shorty poisoned? Well, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But I've heard they were six weeks, no, six nights a week and now they're going back to five. Yeah. So. That's kind of like a reasonable food pyramid of <laughs> you know, six isn't... Yeah. Compulsory, is it? No. The one, do you think? That, I don't think there'll be huge complaints about Shorty. Nah, probably not. Well, do you, you, never think, know. Mm, do you think Chris Warner will do the full Ken Barlow and stay there until he's eighty-nine? Yeah, he's. I think he always says in interviews that that's what he wants to do, which I, <laughs> I don't know. I I wish he would, you know, see if there was something else out there for himself. But if he likes it, then hey, I shouldn't yeah. judge. I don't want him to leave. No. It's kind of like part of the furniture, really. Yeah, you want someone... And Rachel, someone... I was so... Yes. Yeah. You want someone to recognise when you get back on. And she's pretty as all hell. <laughs> um, OK, here's a little bit of uh, Shorty from... as analysed by uh, James Mustapik on uh, Repressed Memories. Here we go. 
That's not all that happened to the Jeffries family in 2009, though. Yvonne was in a bank robbery with a guy called Ben. She tried to stop the robber, who had a grenade, by the way, just by telling him off. You should be ashamed of yourself. Nice try. Chris also dated Libby Jeffries in 2009. He took her to a lot of fancy restaurants. Unfortunately, Libby broke her shoe at one of them one time. My poor little shoe. Gary, could you do me a favor? Can you get me another pair in this size? This is a restaurant. Are you asking me to leave my job, go down a number one shoe warehouse, come back, here's some Crocs, bitch, bon appetit. Is that what you're asking? I just add it to my bill. Things actually took a very dark turn for Harry in 2009 when he was recast. Harry and Chris left for Italy, and when they came back, Harry was played by a completely different actor. Look what Libby's done. It's cool. I feel like Chris just went to Italy, found a better child. He's like, see ya. <laughs> Poor Harry. Nicely spotted. <laughs> Thank you. Um, watching too much television and that sort of thing. Uh, mm. The translation um, nowadays is watching too much of anything on your screen. It's often deemed as um, it's going to be the end of society. It's no good for you. Um, I remember just coming home and watching TV as a kid and loving Mary Tyler Moore and things like that. I think it's actually good for you. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Some people aren't that busy. <laughs> no. Including me, especially when I lived in Dunedin. And, well, you had the same TV we did, didn't mm. you? Except for a couple of quiz shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you get imbued with a sort of uh, an idea about how things are made, mm. which I think is nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some great stuff. You learn a lot about the world, I reckon. What do you want to do? Do you want to make some TV? Yeah, I guess I mean, so. other I, than your YouTube thing? Yeah, I reckon. It would be cool someday. Do some comedy stuff. <laughs> you do and have done the comedy thing uh, online. It's called James and Janet's Reality Show. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It was... Um, God, that's so Dunedin. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty silly. It was, yeah, a long time ago. Just a silly idea I had. With my mum. How long ago was it when you were doing well, that? Well, I started making videos when I was oh, year 10, like maybe seven, eight, nine years ago. Mm. And yeah, I would do videos with my mum because she was in the house. It was just me and her and our cat. And yeah, we would do those videos. And you scripted them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... <laughs> At the risk of testing your modesty, I reckon it's up there with Larry David, really, oh. on the... Uh, well, it's got that feel. Thank you. Of being... looking really crappy. Yes, yeah, it does. It's, um... Just to bring down, back down to earth. Yeah, yeah. It looks really crappy. Yeah. But the characters and the feelings and the things that go on, um, OK, I think they're fun. Thank Do you, you. When was the last time you had a look back at them? I watch them a, a bit, actually. Just Do I don't you really? know why. Yeah, I like. I it just like I, it gives me good memories of filming with my mum. Cause yeah, I I would like do it all myself kind of vibe. So yeah, it looks right. so crappy and like the acting's kind of like bad New Zealand vibes. But yeah, I think it's kind of yeah. 
Kind of we silly. love bad New Zealand yeah. vibes. Bad yeah. New Zealand vibes are better than good New Zealand vibes. <laughs> yes, I <well>. reckon. <laughs> In some ways. Yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Anyway, here's a little bit from uh, James and Janet's reality show. So, recently I've been trying to get my ex-husband Pete out of my mind, but I can't stop thinking about him and how much I hate him. So I figured there must be something wrong with me, why I keep feeling this way all the time. Turns out I've got a serious condition called feminism. You might not have heard about feminism. I hadn't heard about it till yesterday. It's a new internet trend, uh, internet meme or whatever they're called. How I found out about it was I was so angry with men all the time, so I typed my symptoms into the Google. Uh, hating men, wanting all men to die, wanting all men banished to the shadow realm. And it came up with a disease called feminism. So today is a really big day for me. I'm moving schools um, from high school to primary school. Because when I was eight, my mum took me out of school and my new social worker said I have to go back there finally. But they didn't realise I haven't actually learned maths and English for like nine years or something. So, yeah, I have to go to primary school. Bye, mum. I'm off to school now. I'm on my feminist blog, James. Just leave, like all the other men in my life. I'm all for equality when it suits me, but men just do not deserve that. Nice stuff. Taken from life. <laughs> it's terrible. But in in the end of the episode, she became a, a true good feminist. Just letting you know. <laughs> and she was partially murdered, and there was um, b big um, problems with what happens next in the script, and nothing works out properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was sort of continuity. Um, that's mm, it. Because yeah. um, yes. There was st yeah, stuff about Janet's ex-husband, which is all—it's sort of, it's not really true, but kind of, <laughs> she does have an ex-husband, my dad. Yeah. And yeah, so it's all sort of silly, but it's kind of based on truth as well. Well, people dropping into it for the first time would have no idea that this is kind yeah. of like real life. Yeah, yeah. It's your mum. Yeah, yeah. And it's your cat. Yeah. And its name's Tiger. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. you taught it tricks. Yeah. Well... Really yeah. shit tricks. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> an <laughs> incredible actor. Hey, we had a thing on Shorty mm. going on um, Media Stick. We had an all points bulletin for um, something called the TK Mumble. Oh. Do you know about the TK Mumble? Kind of, yes. It was something a lot of, even the Shortland Street actors would say. Oh, really? Yeah. That he mumbles so much during filming and things. May I share? Yeah, yeah. Um, a small collection, TK from Shortland Street, mumbling. We complained at length on this program. There's no way to deal with your problems. And you're the leading expert on dealing with problems, aren't you? Excuse me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number two. I'm sure, yeah, but this radio function seems fun. Oh, yeah? Well, let's get us down. Just one. He's been flagged essential as a drug seeker. I don't want to jump to conclusions of the history in case we miss him. What? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea what he said. No. It's not really there's a what at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, final example. See. He's been down. Oh, if he's funeral. Sarah went this morning before this. Sorry? <laughs> um, did you ever have a word to him about us mumbling at all when mm. you ran into him? No. I, I'm very scared of him. Well, I... I ran I'm scared of him too. Yeah. <laughs> He's an intimidating guy. I mean, he was very nice to me when I talked to him. Yeah. But, yeah, he's intimidating. 
Okay. Muscly and things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll take a short break when we return. Uh, James Mustapick will highlight uh, a couple of political videos which are doing the rounds and are particularly hilarious. Do check them out online. It's 20 away from nine. Life, the universe, and everything in between. Graham Hill's Weekend Variety Wireless on Radio Live. Special guest for Media Stick today, James Mustapick, um, pop culture professor and expositeur. Uh, you found something from Simon Bridges. I don't know when it was made or anything, but this is bizarre. I've not seen it before. It only came up online a little while ago, the electroshock terror of the beehive. Yes, it's incredible. <laughs> I think it's quite recent. Yeah. This year sometime. But it's... My friend sent it to me and she's just like, I thought it was a parody or some sort of silly sketch that they were doing. And there was a lot of detail yeah. that they go into. This yes. is the equivalent of um, you get static electricity and you touch something, you get an electric shock. Yes. And someone felt, well, Simon Bridges, sorry, <laughs> Zoyman, <laughs> Rajas, felt... Um, I've got enough time in my day to do a big fat thing on it and how you're going to solve it in the office. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like five, four or five minutes long, the video, I think. We've edited it down mm. to two. Okay. All right? Yeah. We've edited it down to two and we'll discuss it. It's not the biggest issue for the country, but uh, for me as a politician, it's a pretty big issue. On a daily basis, I get shocks. So that it got to a point where I was scared to touch the doors. So we started with the taped handles. That's been the least effective thing that we've done, right? So we put those on, I still got the shocks every time I touched. I still have a very long pause before I touch any door handle or lift in this building. I'm meant to be Minister of Energy and Electricity, but um, I've got no control over this. And the other thing we've done here is, um, which if I keep my foot on, foot on this or feet on this, I find I'm pretty good is this rubber mat, which is somehow... your desk. Yeah, so I, I I religiously sit in, feet on mat, and that makes quite a big difference. Some people are blaming the carpet. You've got new carpet in here. Is that what one of the things that's to blame? Uh, electricity is always a problem, so that the shocks have kind of always been there, but the carpet has made it a lot worse. And so I literally, for a while, they couldn't touch a door handle uh, without getting a shock. But now the, the steps we've taken have kind of improved at maybe 60%. But, um, you know, I still, I still hesitate. There's one other thing that we've got over here this humidifier. To be honest, I've got no idea how it works, but, you know, we, we stick that on. Um, that sort of pumps out a bit of mist. The plants and the, the humidifier are making the biggest difference, but, you know, there comes a point when you don't want to get too wet in your office. I've heard uh, rumours of you walking around uh, with a spray bottle spraying the carpet. Is, well, does that help as well? well? If, I, if I keep spraying on a daily basis, I don't get the shocks, so... You know, it's an important remedial step to take. Primarily, we're watering the plants, but look, just a bit of dampening uh, on the old carpet helps as well. Look, a bit of judicious squirting, squirting every day with that water bottle is uh, a great way to work and think. I, for some reason, have found this, I think, at, at kind of um, worse than anyone. I literally, uh, with the new carpet, and couldn't touch a handle without getting a shock, and I was getting scared. Actually, I couldn't touch my cell phone, which is a real crisis. 
Good God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is he the only one in the beehive that has this electroshock terror? I know. There's so many questions. It's like... It's only got a thousand or so views on YouTube, but I think it's just the most incredible thing I've ever seen. It is quite a thing. You yeah. get the whole tour, there's genuine concern. Yes, he tells the whole story. To start off, put the tape on the door handles, that didn't work. Like goes... You see the tape? Yeah. All the door handles all taped up. Yeah. Couldn't touch my phone. <laughs> and that description of I had to, I would hesitate mm. before I had to yes. open anything. <coughs> the trauma he must have been through. Yeah, I know. I really don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know who... Did he contact News Hub with this idea to tell the story? Or Can someone did, go and ask? How did it come there about? There are people out there, aren't there? There's news <laughs> happening at the moment. There are people out... Oh, Lloyd Burr, he's in England. He's... <laughs> He's left after the electroshock uh, yes. therapy scoop of 2018. Oh, well, that's a thing. Um, okay, fake news. Uh, uh, it's overstated, but when there's a headline that says, Meghan Markle fake, says Piers Morgan, I'm clicking to see what's fake about Meghan Markle and what Piers Morgan might have to say about this. And this is the news item that you get when you click it. Look, Little boy hugs Meghan and Harry, that's it. You still oh, can't let it go, it. can you, Piers? The fact she left that pub that day and never spoke to you ever again. It's a chilling, chilling insight. She married her prince, She moved on to royalty. To Chopper Markle. It she wasn't to just, you. you know, sideline those people that all over your face well, maybe it should have well, been me just every Just remember, morning. it's a warning. It's a red light to me when people behave when like people that. When people reject you, no, when people just behave in such an odd manner, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. What, because she didn't want to speak to you again? No, it's just, it's just the axe came down, as it yeah. did with the dad. Axe. Every one of her family, axe. Worrying. Still, she me. makes lovely banana bread. There is a case where fake... Piers Morgan says Meghan Markle is fake, and he says nothing of the sort, and fake is actually in the headline of something that is fake news. I thought that was worth remarking <laughs> yes, upon. That is ridiculous. There's nothing in there about her being a fake at all. He just so he was saying that he like met her, yeah, and then she didn't want to date him. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, that's all. Any I woman. could have thought up a better headline for that, and I thought I'm sure yeah. you could have as well. <laughs> Totally. She dumped my ass or something. <laughs> I've, uh, um, I don't know. Yeah, I would have clipped that still, yeah. for sure. Mm. Any woman would be lucky to have Piers Morgan in her life. <laughs> very much so. Well, well said, sir. <laughs> Andrew Little uh, is trying very hard with the kids. Mm. Yes, he is. Um, he, I think it was, what is it? It's a youth... What? I can't remember what it was, I'm sorry. He made a video with his youth MPs and uh, to, I guess, to relate... He's Minister of Youth or yep. something. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. And I... I Is he? I assume that the the youngins on his team thought, we'll do a, we'll do a video that appeals to the, the youth and he, he puts a lot of memes in his video and says a lot of... <laughs> 
cringy stuff. I hope they're not just making seeing a chicken dance. Yeah. It seems a bit like it though, doesn't yes. it? He's trying too hard. Yes, and one of the the parts of the video you can hear them laugh and then it like cuts off, but like oh, they God. didn't edit it very well. Though. I've had to edit this down from the one hour thirty of <laughs> to avoid the twerking uh, episode in the debating chamber. But here's um, Andrew, Uncle Andrew Little getting down with the kids. I'm Andrew Little. You may know me from such things as my cat, Soz Gareth, beard poles, party heads, and dancing with the stuff. That's Soz Gareth. Yes, that's so Just bad. say sorry. Yeah. Oh. Just kidding. That's not safe to work. I'm reaching out for a youth MP for 2019. All you need to do is make a 60-second video of the Taranaki you want to see in 2028. Upload to YouTube and send it to the email below. But if you're going to have a backing track, make sure it's pretty legal. So make it lip fan. Oh, I hate it. What so was the last line? Make it lit fam, I think. Upload to YouTube and send it to the email below. But if you're going to have a backing track, make sure it's pretty legal. So make it lit fan. Oh. Right. <laughs> Legitimate lit? No. Or what? I think lit means like it's getting lit. Like it's it's uh, party party oh, time or lit something. Lit up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Um, not safe for twerk. Yeah. That was a goodie. <laughs> Just terrible. It's comedy gold, isn't it? Yes. Not safe for twerk. <laughs> oh, well. He's trying. That's the prob. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the probs. Yes, Lols. <laughs> okay. Um, and people can still see this? Yes. I, th oh, I think, yeah, yeah. I think it's on his Twitter. It's quite recent. Mm. Okay. Uh, people, the talkback stations were just boiling with e-scooter outrage this mm -hmm. week. And they needed someone who was someone to have something happen to them to confirm their concerns. Christine Fletcher has reservations. She was almost taken out by one. And he was just going too fast. So I jumped out of the way and, um, but there are people who, who may not be, um, have the ability to jump as quickly. Well, no, she were missed, uh, Christine, and that was used on Talkback over and over and over again as proof that these things must be controlled and it's an outrage on the streets. Um, that was sadder than the Simon Bridges video. <laughs> yeah. When vehicles, motor cars started up, there was a law that you had to have someone in front, walking in front of it, with a flag. I think oh. it might have had to, had to have been red, and you had oh. to wave the flag in front of the car, say, vehicle approaching, vehicle oh. approaching, God save the king, vehicle <laughs> approaching. Something along those lines. <laughs> People just, you know, I mean, bicycles are the same, aren't they? They go around. Yeah. Just be careful about each other. Yes, totally. I, was, yeah. I, I ride bikes on the pavement all the time. Hang me. Mm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, we'll take our... Oh, we've got so many New Zealand accents of the week, we almost might have a rundown. Uh, we'll do a couple now. Last week was really poor pickings, but um, in 
Highly commended place is dog owner Takapuna. They're going to be on leads, um, short leads, not expandable ones like mine are on today. So you have them under control the whole time. It'd be great. You could do walking dates. <laughs> There's a lot of dogs in town. And bronze medalist is Karen of Nelson. You can't just be selfish about your own little space. You've got to think beyond that. And silver medal goes to Lena Walker, bus driver, Otahuhu. I'm 60 plus now, and they say, you know, when you get older, you're supposed to work less, but not these days. You know, the hours, you've got to work there really long hours to get a decent wage. Me, I do 11 hours, five minutes a day. Gold medalist later. This is the Weekend Variety Wireless on Radio Live. James Mustapik's been our special guest for Mediastick this week. You can spot him on YouTube, um, the spin-off thing. Before, in case the time runs out, tell people mm. how they can see your stuff. Um, I also do stand-up comedy. Uh, I'm doing, bringing my comedy festival show back that was sold out uh, November 16th and 17th. It's called Mildly Wild mm. at the Classic. Come and watch it, please. Okay. <laughs> um, God, it must be so scary. Is yeah. it scary? Yes. I think um, it's uh, doing stand-up, yep, yeah, it's a whole lot. When I do YouTube videos, I just say whatever I want and then I just put it out there. But, and if it's crap, you can say, yeah. don't publish. Yeah, yeah. Or I can just, I'll, I'm behind my computer reading the comments, so I don't care. But when it's live and you're in front of a big, scary audience and they don't laugh or they react badly, it's mm. very frightening. Have you got a go-to thing if people don't laugh? Drop um, the dax or something like that? No. Uh, some, not really. No. I, I, a lot of comedians, Walk including... Off. You just say, like, oh, that was a new joke, sorry, and then usually oh, they kind okay. of give you a pity laugh. For God's sake, man, don't apologise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> do you watch much media overseas stuff? Because you concentrate so much on New Zealand mm. stuff, and I think that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I do watch a bit. A lot of, you know, music and... Uh, but, yeah, yeah, a wee bit. Mm -hmm. Not as much, but, yeah, decent amount of... All right. Gold medal New Zealand accent of the week from your show, Janet and James. Oh. It's your mother. Well, who's put chips on the floor? How greasy. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. James, Mr. Pick, thank you so much. Oh my gosh, thank you.